the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Pro-America Report with Ed Martin. Welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin. Great to be with you tonight. It's uh, the the Pro-America Report and so much happening across our America together. We'll cover a lot of it. We've got a couple of experts coming up in the next few minutes. We'll talk with Dr. Brett M. Decker, who has uh, served in a couple of Republican administrations, New York Times bestselling author, a journalist for the Wall Street Journal Asia. So I think he lived in Hong Kong as well as other parts of Asia and now is a professor out in Ohio. We'll talk with him about what's happening. And also John Schlafly, hot off the press is the Schlafly Report, which publishes over at townhall.com. Uh, and John and Andy Schlafly have, are taking a strong position tonight, uh, saying it's time to end the economic and the economic uh, quarantine uh, and shutdown. Uh, so we'll talk with John Schlafly about that and a lot more. So great to be with you. I hope you're having a good uh, evening. It's a strange time in the country. Uh, I was just talking off the air with uh, Noah, our technical director, and he was uh, saying, you know, a lot of people still going to the beach, a lot of people still doing lots of things as if nothing's happening uh, out of the ordinary. And yet the numbers we see of people who are sick, maybe they're not dying. I mean, one positive thing so far is there seems to be less death. Well, still a lot of death, but there's less death, but there's an awful lot of people getting sick. And you look at uh, New York City, for example, they're bracing for almost impossible numbers in terms of care and, uh, you know, hospital beds and all. So it is uh, going to be an interesting couple of weeks. I would say the next two weeks are sort of uh, historic weeks in our history of this country and the world, really. Um, you know, India locked down completely uh, earlier today. Uh, Prime Minister Modi, 1.3 billion Indians, is that right? Maybe it's 1.1 billion, whatever. It's north of a billion. And India is a little bit different than America. They don't have quite the tradition of uh, full-throated democracy. So when the Indian government says uh, shut down, lock down, stay in your homes, it's a little bit more like China, where the people will do what they're told dramatically. And they're hoping to fight off uh, uh, a uh, sort of the pandemic being terrible there. Italy's still suffering dramatically uh, uh, across the UK, more people infected in Britain, and they're going to shut down. So it's a just a historic time. And uh, stock markets up a little bit in America, but small businesses are just struggling. It's just an incredible time. We'll talk more, all the more about that all show long. Uh, but first, if you want to get what I think is the most important email of your day, you need to go right now to edmartinlive.com. Go to that website, edmartinlive.com. I maintain on there a lot of the articles I write, a lot of our uh uh, uh, segments from the the show that are highlights, kind of best of. But more importantly, if you click on the box, it'll be a pop-up if you're new to that site, but click on the box in the right corner and sign up for the daily email. And at 5 a.m. Pacific time, you'll get an email in your inbox, and I'll send it every weekday. It's going to have the sort of key articles, kind of uh, some things you need to see and what you need to, to uh, recognize, and also... 
what you need to know. So go to edmartinlive.com, enter your email address. I promise I don't sell it, rent it, you know, trade it. I don't do anything with your email address except send you this important email each weekday. I think you'll enjoy it. I hear from folks all the time how important it is so uh, for them to get that. So go to edmartinlive.com and sign up. You can also just email me directly, ed at edmartinlive.com, and I'll add you to my uh, email list and send that out to you. You can also, uh, on social media, at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter, at Ed Martin Live on Facebook, and you can text me directly. I've got a special text line goes right to my phone, 314-256-1776, 314-256-1776, and uh, so good to be with you. All right, you know, there's a lot to cover right now. I mentioned a lot of it. Um, the world is bracing for this. Uh, the Japanese government has had to give in and cancel the Olympics next summer. Uh, no surprise, but I think they were dragging their feet. They spent billions of dollars building all the arenas and all the facilities, and they only really pulled the plug when they were notified that, you know, I think Canada told them we're not coming. Australia said we weren't coming. I think most people were thinking that the bigger nations like the United States and Britain and, and France were getting ready to say that. But although the president, President Trump was careful not to say that public, I think giving uh, Prime Minister Abe room to decide what he was going to do. But they, they pushed that back. So that, that'll be a year from this summer. I think that's wise. Uh, inevitably, you would have had a d- diminished Olympics and probably would have come across as pretty um, pretty half-hearted this summer. So uh, that's going on, you know, the the, um, the president's daily briefings, which we'll talk about later on in the show, which have really turned into a kind of modern-day fireside chat. Um, you get lots of information. You get lots of Trump personality there, and we'll talk later on in the show his his new sort of pivot today from 15 days to Easter Sunday. Uh, sort of setting the expectation of when we'll see a change in what's going on. All that uh, goes on at those uh, fireside chats. But listen, you know, the number one thing I want you to take away tonight is these skunks. I'm saying that because it's a nicer word. And it's a family station. Um, and these skunks in Congress, just skunks led by Pelosi and Schiff and Nadler. They're just skunks. They're terrible, terrible, rotten people. And the country, a lot of us, have changed our lives, turned them upside down to try to save lives, to try to spread the uh, spread the you know the the infection and to flatten the curve, and doing everything we can. We got all kinds of people and these skunks in Congress, when they're faced with it's an emergency now, that they need to do something about it and they need to hold us together a little bit with some of the things that government can do more unemployment payments some probably some cash payments some small business loan kind of uh prop ups some straight up kind of uh, uh investment in bigger businesses where a government can take a share take some of the stock and hold it but at least hold them together and the skunks in congress pelosi schiff nadler are busy creating one of these pork laden bills and they can't get a deal done so we're we're 5 days into the president saying, I'll sign a big bill that would spend a lot of money and help a lot of people, and they can't get it done. And Nancy Pelosi is busy trying to redo the election system. She wants mandatory early voting. She wants ballot harvesting across the country. She wants uh, no-fault absentee ballots. We have a huge tradition in this country that local jurisdictions by state and even county decide how they'll uh, police the voting process. 
And if you want to be a loony in California and ballot harvest, I think it's a bad idea. But that's the Democrats doing that. And they got that by, you know, by winning the majorities. But in where I came from in Missouri, we had Election Day, a little bit of absentee ballot and certainly more more uh, security. But Nancy Pelosi's put that in. We've got uh, Jerry Nadler bragging about adding four billion dollars with a B because he needs to help the New York City museums. You're hearing me correctly. Not the hospitals. The museums deal with this coronavirus crisis, meaning it's just pork. It's just cash payment. Thirty five million dollars to the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. I've been there for a Christmas show, but it's where all the, the all the swamp gathers. It's a swamp place. And so these skunks in Washington, this is what you need to know today. The skunks in Washington, even as we're literally facing death, Mostly our seniors, but those with, you know, pre-existing conditions are facing death in America. We have the skunks in the Congress fighting over pork. And what should be probably a trillion dollar bill and still be wasteful is going to be like $1.8 trillion of just giveaway and skunk and swamp and yuck. And I just got to tell you, when we come around to the election next fall, there ought to, every one of these people ought to be punished. And I, there's room for Republicans to be punished in there, by the way. I would just throw them all out right now. I'd throw all the bums out. But what you need to know is the worst actors in this, the worst skunks in this, are Pelosi and the Democrats in the House. They really have hit the bottom. They're just despicable. They're, they, they're pumping tons of money. To, they want Planned Parenthood money. They want to do all their wish list of stuff that they can't do if they actually have to face the voters, but they can do if they can hold the country hostage. They're holding the country hostage. That's what they're doing. They're holding this country hostage in order to get their wish list. And the list is huge. Tom Cotton, Senator Cotton, I, I love that guy right now. He's always he's not been my favorite forever, but he's been pretty good for a long time. And Cotton went through a list of these things that they're putting in there. And again, we're five days into the crisis when the president said, give me something, I'll sign it, to help stabilize all this stuff. And there's nothing from these people in Congress. It's despicable. It's despicable. They should pay the price. It's all the rest of us, imperfectly, by the way. Not everybody's doing everything, but we're trying our best. We're turning our life upside down. Our kids are turning their life upside down by schools. I talked to a college kid. She's supposed to graduate this year. Well, she's going to graduate, but there's going to be no ceremony. Baylor University student, no ceremony, no nothing, because that's the way it's worked out. And meanwhile, Congress can't get their act together. Just despicable people. Despicable. And we need to remember it next year. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We talk to uh, Brett Decker, Dr. Brett M. Decker in a minute. I'm going to ask him about the media. Uh, Rachel Maddow's really lost her mind again. But I'll explain to you why, and I'll ask Decker about it. We'll, go, we'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Be back in a moment. FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Good to be with you. And uh, we need to check in with our old friend, Dr. Brett Decker, New York Times bestselling author and award-winning journalist uh, stationed in as far off as Asia as well as uh, Washington, D.C. and served in a couple of uh, Republican administrations. And welcome back, Dr. Decker. First of all, how are you in Ohio now teaching the youth uh, at Defiance College? I suppose classes, are, they're all shut down, right? Uh, well, they've been moved online, so... Things aren't canceled or, or 
suspended. They're just sort of transitioning to sort of digital format. So um, I see. I, in, a, in a way, it's kind of interesting because you, you have to do it differently. And, and I think um, in a lot of ways, um, online can de- it can kind of it can deliver the same results because uh, in person you just have to kind of rethink how you do it, right? So you know, yeah. you don't have the engagement you do in person. So how do you um, how do you energize people to do it? But um, hmm. uh, G- Gallup and this company called To You, which is based in suburban Washington, just did a study saying if the curriculum is right and uh, uh, the text and support is right, that uh, actually the outcomes are the same online. So, I mean, it's an interesting hmm. look at the future, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um, other, other yeah, well, I... I, I, I I can imagine. I can imagine. On the other hand, I, I always, you know, it's one thing to plan for an online course; another thing to turn a course into online. But hey, I wanted to ask you about this. We're watching the media, and I, I, I keyed out. I keyed this in to send it to you because I know you're, a, you know, you've been in media yourself as a columnist. I still, you still write the USA Today and other places. Um, I, you know, and 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 the extent with which CNN, for example, today this is a little different line that I, I, I then I sent you. I'll, I'll go back to Rachel Maddow in a minute. But CNN uh, ran for all day the fact the headlines that. You know, President Trump promoted chloroquine and it killed somebody out in, I think, Arizona, except the person in Arizona drank the fluid that you used to clean your uh, aquarium that happened to have chloroquine in it. He didn't get it from a doctor. And the point is, the headline and the story was so against the president who's hoping, doesn't know yet, that this hydrochloroquine is effective in some sort of combination. And that brings me to Maddow. Rachel Maddow has been going wild about, you know, all the things that she sees and all these things, everybody else's propaganda. I guess my point here is, how, how bad is this uh, media? I mean, are they just irrelevant now? Well, I, you know, I, I think one of the um, casualties of of the Trump era, um, if not this coronavirus epidemic, is really the credibility of the press, because they're, they're so... Um, they're so committed to trying. If, if you look at these pre, these press conferences at the White House o, over the right, we have a public health crisis, and all the reporters are trying to do is catch the president not knowing some fact or or say you know saying something they can characterize um, as, as being uh, you know either either too flamboyant or you know not urgent enough. Um, you know, and we have a country of people to worry about, and and and, right. and, it, and, it kind of, it, and it kind of just reflects. If you look at what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are doing on the Hill, um, you know they're trying to pass this huge pork laden bill, and they're they're refusing, right? They've been refusing to vote for the stimulus package um, because they they want to they, they want to institute a bunch of liberal uh, left wing politics that have. Uh, uh, things on their agenda list that have nothing to do with the health crisis, right? So, um, but I think, you know, as a, a long-term member of the press, and, I, and right, I mean, a large part of my career, um, right, you know, I've done conservative press, but a lot of it has been in, in the mainstream press, uh, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, right, written for the New York Times. Um, I, I think it's a big problem, and, right, newspapers are going under like crazy, and nobody's, nobody really wants to throw them a lifeline, uh, because they look at everything as being advocacy um, and not not just the facts, ma'am. You know, so well, uh, and, 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 I, and I think and, it's and, really and sad he, because yeah, 
Well, here's an example I want to ask you about. We're talking with Dr. Brett Decker. Here's one example. Maddow and the gang complained today because the president said, and I and I think he's he's actually really echoing where most Americans are. Most Americans feel, the way I see it, they feel like, holy cow, whatever's coming in this illness, that's bad. We I believe you, except right now we're facing like Great Depression. You know, people are getting laid off left and right. So the president today basically tapping into what the American people feel, which is he's kind of acknowledged it as saying, hey, I know it's bad. And, you know, we got to get things restarted as quick as we can. And instead of saying, yeah, that's how we all feel. Li- literally, Maddow's on, on Twitter. She says, do not amplify misinformation. If someone is consistently hyping snake oil miracle cures or making up stories, then we have to stop, rebut the lies, tell the truth. And you're thinking... All he's trying to do is say, hey, I can feel what you're going through, and we, we all got to get through this as fast as we can. I, I, it's almost like they're rooting for failure, and I don't know why that's not seen more clearly by more of the media, that it's just too far, it's too much. I mean, they're just all gone? Is that it? Well, I, you know, I think, one, I would put Rachel Maddow in a different camp as newspaper reporters even though the news, newspaper newspaper reporters don't like trump they're after trump they still do real research right they do real reporting they mm-hmm. talk to real people they tell real stories even if it's a little twisted now more than it used to be in the past they're doing real work and rachel maddow doesn't she has other people do research and then she just you know fume fumes on tv um but i you know i think that i think I wouldn't worry about it too much because the average person is realizing that things are out of control. And if you look at what what is happening, right, I mean, the newest Gallup poll has uh, uh, President Trump has 60 percent approval for handling coronavirus. Well, 60 percent includes a lot of Democrats. So so the more ridiculous Harry or Harry Reid, well, the more ridiculous Schumer or Nancy Pelosi get. Right. The more ridiculous Tip O'Neill gets. Okay, Brad, get into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right you're, da- you're dating yourself here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the more ridiculous they let po- politics and partisanship insinuate itself into uh, this national crisis, um, it, it, it's helping the president's poll numbers. So he's at 49% overall in Gallup. Harris poll has him at 53%. And remember, these polling companies are extensions of the media. So if anything, his numbers are higher, like they were in 2016, when the polls underrepresented the support from 3 to 10%. Um, so his numbers are way into majority support right now, um, and up to 60% for handling the coronavirus. So I, I wouldn't really worry about it, right? The, the public's smart, um, right? The, the fundamentals of the economy are, are really, really strong. So people keep comparing it to the financial collapse of 08, 09, and, and it's not comparable at all. Like, this could be worse if we shut down the entire economy, right? If you're, if you're talking about, like Goldman Sachs is talking about, or J, a 24% decline in the next quarter, or J.P. Morgan's in 14%, either number is the worst, like, in history. But unlike 08, 09, we're not facing this really complicated, twisted um, um, serious systemic problem in like the banking and mortgage industry, right? But the only problem we're facing right now is, you know, it could be a big one, but the whole world is concentrating on the same limited problem, with this, which is this virus. We solve it. The fundamentals of the economy are too are, are strong, and and Wall Street will re- like you look at Wall Street rebounded today uh, for the strongest one day return since 1933. So, right. 
if the if 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 a solution comes up to the virus problem, the economy rebounds immediately. You know, and, yeah. uh, and it actually has a push because everybody goes back to work, and there's a little jolt from that. So. Uh, people know that, right? Until this virus hit, life was good. Everyone was working overtime, getting paid extra, getting bonuses. Um, you know, we, we have unemployment practically at zero, right? I mean, even right. when it's at 3%, the 3% that don't have jobs in this economy are, are, are what are qualified as unemployable, right? They need to go to rehab or, or handle some injuries or something to, to, to get a job. So, so people know that they see through the nonsense so it, to me it, do, it doesn't really the noise doesn't worry worry me that much you know um yeah, and, and, yeah and, and, i guess i guess so go ahead i've done a lot of of circus barking too um right as far as uh opinion can help in that if you have people on the left and on the right you know uh, pushing their side it does get the issues out there. It magnifies what the differences are, and then it can, it, it can, it can force people to figure out what what the truth is. So I, I, I think it's, um, I think it actually plays a role. I, you know, I, I think flat out lying, like like something like Rachel Maddow does, right? Um, I think is a problem. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the fight is good. Yeah. Her, so I don't know. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think you can. I can't watch it for long if I do. All right. I got to run. Dr. Decker, uh, Brett Decker, uh, we'll see. It's going to be a big two weeks. I mean, I'd say two or three weeks are going to reveal a lot about how, you know, we can get back towards the economy restarting and also get control. I mean, God help the people in New York right now. There's, they're facing real challenges and it's coming all across the country. But be safe out in Ohio and we'll catch up soon. Dr. Brett M. Decker, as always, a pleasure. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Be back in a minute. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And don't forget, you can always go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and get all the shows, Andrew Kay, my show, other of our programs I heard over the break there, the promotions. They're all there on TheAnswerSanDiego.com uh, podcasts and get podcasts wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, uh, Google Play, you can find the program also. All right, our next guest is our old friend John Schlafly. He's one half of the team, Andy and John Schlafly brothers, who each week publish the Schlafly Report over at TownHall.com. I think it published which is like minutes ago, sometime uh, during the uh, evening each Tuesday. And I got a copy of myself, which I've reviewed, and I'm ready to discuss the weekly column. Of course, it began decades ago. Uh, their mother, Phyllis Schlafly, the late Phyllis Schlafly, wrote a weekly column for decades and decades, or more than 40 years. So they've been at it for about three years. We'll see if they can make it last for 40 years. I'm not sure, but we'll see. But, John, welcome back. How are you? I'm, I'm fine, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm fine. I know you're in in Illinois, so are you sheltering in place? I think Illinois' governor, Governor Pritzker, has been uh, particularly recently, last couple of days, has tried to lock everything down in Illinois. So are you sheltering in place? Are you hi- hiding out at home? What's going on in Illinois? Well, uh, it's true that uh, the Democratic governor of Illinois, uh, Pritzker, uh, issued a sweeping order uh, Stopping all non-essential activity, as he put it. But uh, it, I, you know, I read the details. It was 11 pages of single-spaced, and um, so there are a number of provisions. And uh, for example, it's said that uh, 
businesses, even if you're not an essential business, you are allowed to continue doing activities which are necessary to maintain the security of the business and to keep the uh, employees employed and that kind of thing. So that's what uh, I'm doing in my business. And, see. Um, All right. But it, nobody's it was, sick, though. It no. was too much because the vast majority of the state of Illinois has not had a single case of the coronavirus. And in, yeah. in, in the county where I am, there is exactly one case in the whole county that's been reported. So I do think that the lockdown is an overreaction uh, for much of the country. Now, in the densely populated cities, uh, okay, that's a different story. Uh, we're talking with John Schlafly. And, John, you know, I, I, I don't know if you noticed the president during his press conference late this afternoon. I think it was, yeah, it was late this afternoon. He, Someone pushed him on uh, what did you think. And he said, well, look, some parts of the country, you know, middle of America, where there's counties that, that there's not, it's not been touched, you know, we, we, we can put, go, go back to work. And if you're in a risk, if you're older or if you have one of the risk uh, categories, maybe not, you know. But he, he was saying exactly what you're saying. John, looking at the column, you go through a number of these spots where, and you, the title is End the Economic Shutdown. And I guess the question is, the president, in your second paragraph, we're talking with John Schlafly, and again, his work is always found at uh, townhall.com, but his column is also archived over at phyllisschlafly.com, the website for our organization where John and I work. Um, the second paragraph, John, you refer to uh, President Trump's tweet, I think from earlier today, quote, our people want to return to work. Uh, the cure cannot be worse than the problem, end quote. Um, how do you feel about that? I, your column goes on to speak about the sort of the tension between lockdown and and what's happening. And, and you know, uh, but what about this? I mean, you're seeing the numbers out of New York. There's people that it looks like we're going to have an overrun healthcare system in New York. How do you how do you control for this? Well, it's a very serious problem, but uh, we've got to be mindful uh, that shutting down the economy could be worse. As bad as the coronavirus is, uh, a Great Depression would be worse and it would it too would cause enormous health problems for americans in addition to um, everything else and you know people you know what i know about the great depression is what i heard from my grandparents and and you know uh, so most people uh, alive today no nobody alive today really remembers that but it's was an episode that we do not want to risk having again so we've been shut down in many places for about a week now and we may have another week to go and it may go on for yet another week trump is hopefully will be mostly be back or in many places at least up by easter and we we can't let this go on uh because if we do uh a large portions of our economy will not come back and we can't let that happen John, you know, in your in your column again, I, I, I moved through it, and you and written by you and Andy uh, Schlafly, you reference Illinois and then Chicago, uh, California, Pennsylvania, um, and uh, the common denominator is these are very liberal states. They, these are not you're not hearing um, about the red states quite as dramatically. Uh, you know, I, what do you? 
uh, what do you suppose that is? Is it is it a predilection, a, a preference for big governments so that Pritzker and Cuomo and others are quick to jump that way while others are holding back? You know, DeSantis in Florida has gotten a lot of grief for not being as uh, quick. But the grief's coming from the media, not from the people. So I'm not. But what's what is your sense? Is it is it the uh, is it the sort of um, ideological preference of these leaders or is it well, the states have a so. different set uh, of folks there? I mean, all the states you mentioned have Democratic governors who issued these orders, and they mm-hmm. all live in the major city in their state. And I think they're not really in tune with the vast uh, expanse of the state of the counties that are primarily the smaller towns and rural areas. And uh, so they have the, the, that viewpoint. And, you know, we mentioned Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is not really a liberal state anymore. Trump carried it, and he'll he needs to carry it again this year if he's going to be reelected. So, and and uh, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, the governor of Pennsylvania said that only life-sustaining businesses can remain open. Well, so then there was a question about gun shop stores, and. Mm-hmm. You know, gun stores all over the country have had a rush of business. Nationwide, it's been a 300% increase in their business in the last week or two. And the reasons for that are obvious. People are concerned about uh, civil disorder, and they need to protect themselves and their families. Uh, But in Pennsylvania, the governor said that the sale of firearms and ammunition for self-defense is not a life-sustaining activity. Well, that's outrageous. Hmm. That's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, and um, John, one more thing. I, I agree with you. People need to read this column. I'll, I'll put it up on social media, too. John, towards the end of the column, you reference something I think might be the most important thing that changes a bit of how people see this. In India, you write, uh, where U.S. drug makers have offshored much of their production, the government, which, by the way, they locked down one, over a billion people today uh, for as a precaution, I suppose, but the government there is arranging for all its healthcare workers to receive anti-malaria medication as a precaution. And and then you, you continue, but in our country, pharmacy regulations Regulators in four states have prohibited this. Now, here's the thing. It looks like hydrochloroquine, that's it, hydrochloroquine, in combination with a couple other drugs, zinc and, and maybe erythromycin, and I'm saying it wrong, looks like it might work, or it might work. And this is what the president's talked about. But, we, you know, this sort of compassionate care or right to try it, 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 we're being held up by everything from the, the uh, you know, Dr. Fauci and the, and the FDA. I mean, how can the why can't we plow through this john i mean this is not this is not a drug that's new this is we've been doing i took this in 1991 or 1992 when i went over to indonesia i took tons of anti-malaria drugs as a as a precaution and there's no everybody knows the side effects a few people get sick why can't we get through this why can't we make this try this to see if it works well that's a very good question and with uh president trump talking about it he's he's mentioned it i think three days in a row and uh right and uh, it is being used and tried on a small scale but it needs to be ramped up and made available to hospitals all over the country because there's some evidence that it not only alleviates uh people who are sick with Right. the disease, but it's also prophylactic. That is, it could help yeah. ward off becoming sick. 
And yeah. there's evidence of that. Now, admittedly, small scale. It's not. It was not a one of these uh, year-long trials that they call it, which would definitively award it FDA approval for this use. But the yeah, but we don't have time. So we don't have time. Dire. We don't have time for that. We have to get going. Yeah. Uh, all indications are the drug is is quite safe. Uh, their side effects are are few, and uh, we just got to go with it because it's all we yeah. have now. Well, and as the and president said, let, I hate to sound so. Any, and don't let any of your listeners think that uh, somebody took the Trump the the drug that Trump talked about and died because that's not true. That is a myth that's yeah. put out there by some uh, misleading stories in the mid, in the media. The person who died took something yeah. that was different. Was not the yeah. Well, then it was different drug. Well. It was even worse. It was he read on the package of the cleaning fluid that he cleaned his his uh, his fish tank with it. It had those chemicals, and he tried to mix a cocktail. And so I hate to be a little too harsh, but that that just needs to be a Darwin Award. Someone who proved that you know there's not this is not you know the species is going to sort of even out. But I, I hate to be mean, but John, I, I'm reminded of President Trump, and it's crass how he said it, but I think he cuts through it when he said to the African American voters at one time in the election, and now he said it on this topic. What the hell do you have to lose. I mean, if you're stuck in a situation where you're looking at 40,000 people on respirators dying or trying hydrochloroquine and seeing how it works, let's give it a go, right? I mean, what do you have to lose? That's got to be the mindset. And here we are watching Congress fight over uh, funding for early voting instead of getting this done. It's 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 crazy. All right, I got to run, though, John. John Schlafly, the column is over at phyllisschlafly.com. I'll put it up on social media. And the economic shutdown. Thank you, John, as always. Thank you, Ed. All right, we'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be right back. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. You know, there's nothing less pro-America to me than watching these skunks in Washington fail to help the American people. And, you know, one of the more, you know, pathetic aspects of this is Nancy Pelosi carrying water always for Planned Parenthood. And I often tell people Planned Parenthood is a is a um, it's an abort. It's an it's a racketeering racketeering organization that that caters in abortion. It's not just an abortion provider. It does that, and it. Uh, but it's a it's a a a, um, uh, a kind of political arm of the left and the Democrats, and so the money that they need at Planned Parenthood is not just for abortions. They certainly want that, but it's it's as importantly for funding all of their opposition to what we the people want, or at least what we should want. And so you watch Pelosi in this coronavirus fight. She's pushing desperately, wanting to get money to, to Planned Parenthood and also wanting to get rid of the Hyde Amendment. And the Hyde Amendment has been this amendment's been around since Henry Hyde was in the House that says, you know, dollars, tax dollars won't be used for abortion. It's a constant fight. And she's fighting for it. And you watch this. It's, it, the, the, it is, it's like the one thing 
that you'll find that the Democrats will go. They won't they won't stick together on the Green New Deal. They won't. They say they will on global warming. They won't. They don't really care about it. They won't stick together even on some of the hyphenated American stuff on LGBT or or uh, gay right. They won't stick together. But on abortion, on Planned Parenthood, you got it. They are. This is a party that is stuck together they will not buck the party line and the, and the the proof in the in the elections is Dan Lipinski I don't know 6 or 7 year a 6 or 7 term democrat from Illinois who was pro, last pro life democrat beaten in the primary last two, 10 days ago by a candidate who ran twice against him funded by all the left wing pro abortion groups they just cannot stomach you can you can have a, almost any other position well you can have any other position uh, you can be you can vote with the um, Republicans on anything else except abortion. And you watch it with Pelosi. Well, turnabout is fair play. And I love this because my friend Janet Porter, who's with uh, Faith to Action, she's been on the program many times. She's one of the leading proponents, one of the sort of originators of the heartbeat bill movement. I mean, extraordinary woman. And she uh, earlier, well, late last week said, hey, um, to me, hey, Ed, we got to put something together. We got to put, uh, if they're going to close down all these different places for non-essential services, they ought to close the abortion clinics. There's no reason abortion clinics should be going on. That's not an essential. Why would we risk people being exposed? Well, I'll be darned. It was clever, I thought. And we all said, yeah, let's do it. I'll be darned. Ohio and Texas, both of their governors have led and said, hey, if you we're going to close everything down, one of the things we have to do is closed down the abortion clinics. And so, actually, it wasn't the governor in Texas. It was the attorney general, Ken Paxton, who did it. And I guess over in Ohio, I think it was the governor's office. No, it was also the Ohio attorney general. And uh, the way they did it was they deemed that abortions are non-essential, and therefore they have to shut down. And so someone said, which is terrible, but uh, sort of uh, a thought experiment, if you shut down the abortion clinics for, I don't know, a, you know, two, three, four weeks, you may save as many babies as you're saving by keeping everything closed down. I mean, it's pretty kind of thought experiment. I don't know how true it is, but but it's wonderful to see that. And, you know, back to the point, yesterday on the program, we had that wonderful guest, uh, Nikki Schaefer. If you didn't hear her speak about her ministry, uh, Heart of a Child Ministries, and uh, you go to heartofachildministries.org, as I recall, and her segment is up at uh, edmartinlive.com or over at theanswersandiego.com. You can get the, pro, get, get the segment there. Extraordinary woman. As she said, more and more people are recognizing that life is so special and that abortion is so wrong. And they're doing it because of ultrasounds and heartbeat. And I suspect they're doing it because uh, the Texas Attorney General and the Ohio Attorney General are saying, hey, these aren't essential services. That's right. These are, this is something that doesn't fit that category. It's not, uh, it's not right. And I think it helps persuade people. So good for the Attorney General uh, of Texas and the Attorney General of Ohio. Uh, we'll make sure to give him some praise for standing up like that. All right. Hey, tomorrow we're going to have my friend Ted Malik on from London. Uh, we'll catch up with him about what's going on over there. Uh, they're facing some real uh, challenges, just like America is. And also we'll talk with him about uh, his co-author uh, of a book a few years ago named Whitney McMillan. And uh, they wrote a book together about four or five years ago. And Whitney McMillan passed away last week, and uh, he wrote a wonderful column about him. So uh, we will visit with uh, our old friend Ted Malik uh, tomorrow. And we'll also um, visit, we'll get an update on nuclear power tomorrow from our old friend Mark Schneider. 
uh, who hasn't been on the program in a long time, expert on nuclear power. He's going to tell us what exactly is happening with the uh, green nuclear deal that he's been talking about. We'll see. We'll get an update from him. So look forward to that uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's program. And um, the... um, the other thing I wanted to tell you was uh, later on the week, we're going to have on one of the uh, one of the questions I get from folks is where do you go if social media is against us, meaning conservatives? And the answer is hard, right? Gab hasn't worked out. Well, there's a service called Parler, and we're going to talk to one of the, the CEOs, the CEO, not one of the CEOs, the CEO of Parler about his service and how it may be an alternative for total free speech. Um, We'll be talking to him, I think, on Thursday, so we'll look forward to that. All right. Uh, Thank you, as always, to our great technical director and leader, Noah, uh, Joanna, for producing the program. And don't forget, if you have any... you want to give us any feedback or you have any complaints or you have any topics you want us to cover, uh, feel free to get in touch with me uh, by email, by social media, through our webpage, whatever it is. You can go to edmartinlive.com and get to me through there at Eagle Ed Martin on Twitter or text me directly at 314-256-1776. Listen, don't forget, no matter how difficult these days are getting, both the economy and the illness, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We always do. We'll get through it together. Be smart. Take precautions. Be vigilant. Keep your head on a swivel in terms of government taking away our rights, but be smart about protecting ourselves and our families. And we'll be back. Thank you for listening. It's Ed Martin on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you tomorrow night.